0: Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Basis Hashem, feedback and insights number 30. Email address shalombias777 at gmail.com. We're going to discuss today a, in a, in a very important topic. It's a um, troublesome topic, um, but it's a very important one, and that's the concept of pornography and the addiction that comes with pornography. And the effects that it has on people's lives. Um, in this feedback and insights, we're not gonna go right now into the esurim of it, which is obvious. There's a, it's clearly a lisa suru, and um, it's um, not condoned by the Torah. The Torah does not allow it, and um, and Tyra is etzchayim hii lemachsikim boh, darachayadachinoyim, its ways are sweet. And if Taira um, prohibits pornography, it's because it's not good for us. But we're going to talk more on the broad level of the effects of it and, um, and the importance of um, staying away from it. And for those that fell into it, the importance of pulling away and um, removing themselves from it as soon as possible and as far as possible. In America, not just in our communities, but in America as a whole, probably the world too, um, pornography is one of the most major factors in negatively affecting your marriage. Actually, it's one of the most major factors in negatively affecting your life as a whole, but certainly negatively affecting your marriage. And this is true, like we just said, not just from a Torah perspective, but from a secular point of view as well. Um, It's viewed now by the science of the secular secular world, um, because many people believe that it was it's harmless or even beneficial, um, but both of those can be easily disproven these days by factual evidence showing to the con- contrary. And um, pornography could devastate a person's mind, his heart, his emotions. It's really poison. And the healthy dynamic of a marriage is seriously infected and impacted in a very bad way. And it's a sta- sad statistic that um, in American, among American teenagers, over ninety-five percent of American teenagers are exposed to porn, pornography, from a very early age. In our communities. Uh, Thank God, it's much less than 95%. But unfortunately, it's probably a lot higher than people imagine or think. It does work like a drug on the brain. It affects our perspective on sexuality. It creates a high that's very short-lived. And ultimately, it desensitizes a person sexually. We're going to speak about that later. It actually decreases sexual satisfaction in married couples um, and, it, and not, not the reverse as people may be mistakenly thinking. And even um, the one who falls into it if they're married, they already can sense whether they admit it or not. They can sense there's a distance already, an additional distance and disconnect that they're con- disconnecting from their own wife or husband. And the one who is not in porn, you know, certainly senses something is off. Even if they don't know about their spouse's pornography addiction or usage, they certainly sense something is off, even though they can't necessarily put a finger on it. And... Um, It could be hard. For those of you, again, it's a more common um, problem with men. But unfortunately, it's a big problem with women as well, with uh, equally devastating effects. Um, But let's, for now, talk about when a husband falls into this. The hardest part with the husband when he struggles with this is when his wife holds her husband very highly and then discovers the struggle. You know, um, w- he was put on a pedestal till now of being very, you know, of and high. And so it's very hard when that um, those uh, rows of dominoes just fall down. And um, there has to be, though, an honesty at some point and a healthy connectivity of trust once uh, he acknowledges that he has a problem or the wife catches him that he's has this problem and now trust has to be built again and um it's very important to do everything you can to detach from it and that's the only way that the marriage could be um, become stronger again, and for the couple to become close again, and to earn the trust and develop accountability and growth for the both of them. Because pornography is quite addictive. It's very addictive. And the truth is, um, even as a person pulls away, there may be relapses, but with work, uh, it can lead to full recovery. You need uh, absolute strict uh, filters and other... um, types of things to make sure that it's far, far away and that it's uh, not a factor anymore in your life. And uh, in in a nutshell, it's basically this. And again, this may seem like a religious thing, a tire perspective, which it is, but it's also advice that would be given for a secular couple that love each other and want to experience Um, all types of closeness and joy, including sexual intimacy. It's important to to commit to themselves that they should not experience any type of image or form or desire that would create any type of sexual gratification other than with your own wife or with your own husband. That's basically the concept behind it. Um, it could be hard in this world we live in. That is true. But it's a must. And not only it's a must, it's actually a way to really have a w- full, fulfilling life, including sexual fulfillment. But that has to be the, per- the, the the goal, that your husband or your wife is the only source for your sexual fulfillment together with all the other um, connections in that relationship. And um, it's very important to keep the marriage very safe and very strong and to remove those outside sources, in, which, of course, is pornography, where you're, where you're bringing in others into this sexual relationship. And even non-porn these days, there are many, unfortunately, TV shows or movies that may not technically be pornography, but it's very close. And even that is is a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug, and um, you know people um, try to justify it, saying, you know, it's it's mutually consensual. What's the big deal? but in reality, it weakens the sexual connection between a husband and a wife. It actually ruins sex it destroys it it makes it ugly. It applies to the visual aspects of it and it also applies by the way of reading material reading these um, romance novels. Um, so again, even from a non-terror perspective, you know what's the big deal? If you read a love story, you know it's nice, but when it's written in a visually explicit way, again, that takes away from the marriage, and for women, this is a problem as well, uh, because though men are more prone to watching pornography than women are. Though these days a lot of women are also fall into that. But women are prone to read explicit sexual scenes in romance novels and justifying it saying, oh, it's love scenes. But that's false. And it does weaken the connection. And again, it's harder in real life to turn to one another, a husband and a wife to turn to one another for that sexual. Um, connection and expression, but that is what a healthy marriage is about. Of course, as we said, it's not the only thing. You know, marriage has many, many parts to it. It's not one-dimensional. It's not all about sexual, uh, you know, interaction. But it's not a small part of it either. Because Hashem, bottom line is, He did put that desire for the sexual aspects within us. But Hashem wants it and designated it to be in a marriage between a husband and a wife. And as we gave this mushel, when we described the youth all the way back in an earlier feedback, with a fire in a fireplace, and you should listen to that one, I think it was feedback number three, the fire in the fireplace mushel is an excellent mushel when it comes to the sexual experience, because the sex is like fire. And the marriage is like the fireplace where that fire, where that sexual experience needs to take place, which means no third party, and you protect it, and porn hijacks that. It pulls apart. That's the fire without the fireplace. That could destroy the home. And um, it has a devastating effect on a wife when the husband watches porn because the wife feels she's not uh, physically attractive enough. Uh, She feels inferior that you're choosing an outside image or figure instead of her. It's hurtful to your spouse um, just as it's hurtful for the wife when the husband looks at other women on the street at that point, when the wife recognizes this, that this is what the husband's doing, he's looking around, either at pornography or at women on the street, then sex becomes very scary for her. There's a certain insecurity now. It becomes very hurtful. And and what Shmirasei Nayim does, and staying away from pornography, does, is it helps a marriage feel completely safe. It feels protected. When a husband it has that Shmerasenayam and removes the sexual aspects from all aspects of the of his life except for his own wife, that creates a certain safeness in the marriage, a certain protection. This is our miklat. This is where you're home. And that's a very important thing. And it goes both ways around, too. Again, we we go to with the stereotypical aspect where the it's the man that usually falls into this, but very often it's the woman that falls into this. Like I said, either by reading explicit material in these uh, romance novels, getting these, uh, you know, ideals in the brain that's not really realistic and uh, that creates a distance. Um, so could could go both ways, but it's a more common uh, problem by men. Um, but the truth is, it's used by men and women. And it is a form of infidelity. And um, it creates a turning away from one another. And it increases the likelihood of a emotional separation that Chalila could lead to an actual separation. They actually also did studies on this. Um, There was a study done in 2018. They took a sample of 1,500 young adults um, that um, watched various degrees of pornography, and um, they studied them and tracked them, and they had interesting findings there and found that pornography viewing, paradoxically, was associated with lower sexual satisfaction, not higher sexual satisfaction. So you may think, you know, if you're, you know, if you're religious, the terror doesn't allow it. So you're depriving yourself, uh, you know, from a certain pleasure. Yeah, and it's short-term pleasure. You're you're depriving yourself of. There's no question about it. There is a cert- short-term uh, pleasure experienced, but they also think that they're, um, you know mistakenly thinking that they're losing something long-term, that something good that they're being taken away from. It's not good at all. Um, Research shows that sexual satisfaction in the marriage between couples actually goes into a decline when pornography use is used more. And so the bottom line is, they found in those studies the opposite was never true, meaning under no circumstances was pornography use associated with greater sexual satisfaction. It was always correlated with a decreased sexual satisfaction in their actual relationships. And uh, it's very sad. It's a very powerful business these days. in The consumers of these type of... Things are... It's like a big, big billion-dollar business. And... um, So you see how enticing it could be. But it's destroying not only us Yeaton in Gullis here, being exposed to these things. It's actually destroying America, too. It's very sad. It is destroying America. It's destroying big portions of the world who fall into this. And... um, it's 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 very often very inaccurate anyway, leads to low quality in sexual, um, ex, you know, experiences, real ones that are meaningful. It's one dimensional, and like it says, like I said uh, several times now, it likely, most likely, leads to unsatisfying sexual relationship in a real relationship between a husband and wife. And here's another point I want to add, that porn use was also significantly associated with loneliness. This is a a study they did in 2018, and it worked both ways, meaning like this. People who are very lonely, who feel lonely, would turn to pornography, which is the wrong choice, but that's what they do, but it works the other way around. If you are involved in pornography, it creates a deeper sense of loneliness and distance. An emotional pain, actually. And though it provides a temporary relief, but ultimately it induces greater feelings of loneliness and isolation. It disrupts the normal attachment you have to another human being even not with your husband and wife, even regular just interactions with friends and family. (coughs) Excuse me. And it certainly disrupts the normal connection between a husband and a wife. And it leads to greater difficulty forming stable relationships, satisfying relationships. And here's the key. People use this They use pornography as a substitute for intimacy, as a substitute from being close to one another. It's so sad that many couples, for many reasons, pull away from each other instead of trying to become closer to each other. In emotional ways and in physical ways and in sexual ways, it is a sadness. And it's also a big source of, and cause for divorce. They did a very long study that ranged from 2016 to 2014. 2006, excuse me, to 2014. They surveyed um, over 2,000 married adults, and they basically saw that the chance of divorce doubled for both men and women who were using porn, especially after getting married. The divorce rate skyrocketed. And um, it's a very sad study, a very, very sad study, but it's a true study. And it's got to a point, and this is the point where we really have to understand. If secular non-Jews are very concerned about the negative effects of pornography, Kolshkenas, Kolshkenas, so whatever you can do to remove that aspect from yourselves. <laughs> and no, it's a difficult Nissan in our diet. There, there's no question about it. It's not an easy Nissan to overcome. I don't just mean pornography. Even people who bar Hashem um are not um subject to falling into pornography, but they watch sometimes shows that they shouldn't watch, and they see things they shouldn't see. Or they get sexually stimulated by other sources other than their own husband or wife. Those are aspects that need um, to be worked on and need to be um, you know, addressed in an open way. And again, these shyness of how much you tell a spouse about what you're doing secretly is something you speak to a Ruv, a mentor, a coach about. I say generally speaking, it's important to be as open with each other as possible. If it's something in the past, it's something in the past. But if it's something ongoing, whatever it is, it has to be addressed right away. And if you have this, this problem now in any way, shape, or form, um, it's important to, to do everything you can to overcome it because that can save your marriage, it can enhance your marriage, and make your marriage very beautiful. And... um There are ways, again, if there are are couples that have certain issues with intimacy and there are people to go to, to advise and address on how to go about it, um, to enhance it and to make it better in a kosher way, uh, that Rabunam could recommend, that from therapists, no responsible people that could recommend. There are, so it's not like it's a taboo subject. Sexual intimacy is not a taboo subject. It's an important subject. But pornography is the wrong address. And what you read and what you see on the streets is the wrong address. There's responsible, um, professional people that um, can address these, these types of questions if people have it, if the couple needs to work in that area in their life or they want to. There are people to talk to. But um, what's on the street is the wrong address. Pornography is the wrong address. Romance novels is the wrong address. And like I said, as proven from these studies, it has an adverse effect. It decreases sexual satisfaction. It it Basically, you end up with the opposite of what you think you're going to get. And it increases loneliness, as we said. So may Hashem help that uh, this should be removed from us. And couples should learn to focus their sexual energies on each other in a kosher way, in a heterodic way, only towards each other and block it out from any other type of medium. And in this chush, the shchina will be shira in Klai Yisrael. And Brachis should come to Klai Yisrael. And there should be shalom in all... Jewish homes, Bechal Makoime Shehem. Have a wonderful day.